Thought Bubble Audio. Look, up in the sky! You will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Welcome to Beer with Geeks with Tim and Frank. Who are you? I'm Batman. I am Iron Man. Your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Hi, Christopher. I'm Nero. My name is Inigo Montoya. You're a wizard, Harry. A couple of guys with a couple of beers and a whole lot of pop culture nostalgia. Make it so, number one. Ladies and gentlemen, the Beatles. Name the dog in the ant. Life finds a way. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Now sit back and crack open a cold one. Because it's time for Beer with Geeks. It comes in paints? Shaken, not stirred. Great Scott! I was way off. I knew it started with an S, though. Hi, and welcome to Beer with Geeks, where two geeks geek out with beer. I'm Tim, and with me, as always, is my man who loves a good comic book. Frank, how are you today? I am doing just fine, as fine as can be under the circumstances. Indeed. Of course, under the circumstances, Frank, because we are still inside. But in some ways, that is going to help us with our topic today. Uh, and that is truly a magical thing. I think uh, so. so. But but before we get to anything like that, Frank, what are you drinking? What are you putting in your gullet, Frank? I have opened up my gullet. I have unhinged my jaw, and I am pouring down said gullet. Bell's Two-Hearted Ale. It is, uh, it is a, an American IPA. Um, and it is a very um, um, sort of floral IPA with a lot, well, not quite floral, fruity IPA with sort mm. of a grapefruity flavor to it and even a little bit of like pine, um, but a really strong um, malt presence there as well. So you get, you get some of that, that fruity stuff from the hops and the malt is really like sort of centering it all. So um, yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, Bell's Two-Hearted American IPA. Ooh, that sounds del- that sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am drinking a I am drinking a a lager from the Skyrock Brewery, which is called Gino. Hmm. You know, like hey, Grandpa Gino. Oh yeah. Hey. So this is um so this is hilarious. It's actually named after the. It's actually named after a particular guy. I can show you. See, here's him. Oh, there's Gino. There he is. There's Gino. I got to read the can. It's hilarious. This is local brewery first lager, a tribute to grandfather. So the cans, um, the cans covers actually the newspaper article written about the local, like the microbreweries <laughs> cool. first beer. So it says, Gino, as the family called him, was the firstborn son of Italian immigrants. He was the owner of the Mansfield Dairy Company and father to three sons. This beer reminds us of these hot days when Gramps would sneak a cold frosty one without Grandma catching him. Hmm. Gino, our first ever lager, is crisp and refreshing, a simple beer for simpler times. Oh, So, um, yeah, it, they're in Attleboro, Massachusetts. Oh. And, um, and it is delicious. I got this as a, as a joke um, beer, sort of, um, a while back for my father-in-law because, like, because sometimes like we can like call him he's an Italian American Neo Gino. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And Got we it. ended up he we ended up sharing it and it was delicious. Yeah. It was awesome. so good. And so I on a re on another trip to the store, um, I got myself some Nice. That's great. I love that. Uh that sounds fantastic. 
Yeah, yeah, would recommend. I don't know how wide their uh, distribution is, but it is, it's pretty great. Um, um, also, on a real time update, um, just before we started recording this, Frank, I told you that I put a new collar on my cat that had a bell on it, and he is That's currently right. flipping out on my carpet, and it's hilarious. Great, because he's trying to figure out where the bell sound is coming <laughs> from, and it's coming from behind his neck. <laughs> just oh man. Yes, so we got a, you may have seen this on Instagram, we got a leash for our cats. Yes, I did see that. To bring them outside, and we haven't ventured further than the front steps, because they really don't like it. Uh, mm. So we're trying to just get them used like a little further, a little further, a little further, and then maybe eventually we can like take them for a walk or something. But um, they, uh, when we put the the, uh, the leash on them, like the, the um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the vest that goes with the mm-hmm. leash. Um, they always freak out and uh one of them in particular tries to walk backwards like if walking backwards is going to get him out of the harness like he can walk as if he could walk out of this thing that's strapped onto him he's like if i just keep walking backwards and it's the funniest thing because he just walks backwards in a straight line as if he's going to walk his way out of the harness it's it's so funny he's like not sure where it's coming from i have actually seen my own cat do that because i tried the harness thing early on when i got him and he was not having it but he actually did, like a little Houdini, figured out how to get out of did it. Did he really? Mm-hmm. Ours have yeah. gotten close, but they haven't gotten out of it yet. But that's, wow. Yeah, the walking backwards thing is hilarious. Oh, it's though. so funny. They're just like, what is happening to me? I don't like this at all. Yeah, good stuff. Annoying cats is a, a true pastime. Oh, yes, it's great. Hey, you got to do something to keep yourself occupied. Oh, don't you just, though. Don't you just. Um, well, Frank, we're here to talk about... Some of the stuff that we've kind of our corn our quarantine reads yes corn reads yes uh, if you if you will um, but mostly our comic book quarantine reads because I've been I've been personally grateful and lucky that I have been able to catch up on a lot of the books that I have not had the I have not been able to find time to get to. Um, you know, just would be being out and, you know, commuting and all of this different stuff. And so I've been able to catch up. I went from over 300 graphic novels or individual issues to read down to right now at the count of this episode, 35. Whoa, that is seriously impressive, my friend. It's some serious reading. I was 26 issues behind on Amazing Spider-Man. Wow. Just like, like over two years, just hadn't touched it. Like, couldn't get to it. I mean, I know the feeling. I've definitely done it. I've definitely done it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely doing it right now with a bunch of books. I have not caught up on nearly as many as you have. That's amazing. Um, I've, I've caught up on a, on a bit, and I, I know of at least two books that we've both read. So, um, Oh, yes. Well, let's talk about those first. What are they? Yeah. Um, so, for me, um, it has been uh, Giant Days, which is an uh, independent comic uh, from Boom, uh, Boombox Boom Studios. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, that that's been one that you turned me on to that years ago, and I have really enjoyed the the hell out of that, um, mm-hmm. for the last couple of years. So, uh, in fact, you told told me about it on this podcast. Um, it was yeah, a recommendation. Was it, was it hit me with you? Was it hit me with your best shot? Might have been, um... or it might have just been like telling you about your favorite indie comics or something like that. I think it was that. That sounds really familiar. Because um, you, but also, yeah, it just yeah. Go ahead, keep going. Because you also told me about another one at, at that same time that I still haven't picked up. Black Sad. 
Um, oh, Black Sad, yeah. Yeah. Noir, noir with animals. Yeah, and that's been on my list still ever since then. That was like, I was living in a different apartment back then, so it was years ago. But um, so so Giant Days I, I've read, and then I read all of um, Superman, Man of Tomorrow. Oh, good, good. Um, so yeah, those those are the the two that I've had the the chance to, um, to check out. Um, but what um, man, what what have you been keeping yourself busy with? Oh my gosh, so many. And then we'll go back to some of the ones. Yeah, that, yeah. The, the mutual ones that we've read together. Um, but I can, I can tell you all everything that I've finally cut up on. Because sometimes, like you know, like we both, my wife and I are both like staring at the screens all day, as many people are, because you know we're working, whatever else. But sometimes, like it'll, she'll be like, you know, I can't anymore like no i can't do the tv tonight i gotta like see something and, like I, I don't always feel that way so i'm like oh this is a great opportunity when my eyes don't hurt i will read some comics sure sure and so yeah. that's how we that's how i've been able to catch up on stuff nice. so i have fully caught up on hawkman the robert venditti stuff which is super cool if you love sci-fi and comic book archaeology i guess then this is kind mm. of that's kind of a um, a good. It's a good blend of those things. It was actually it's funny because it was actually kind of the story that I was told what the Savage Hawkman was going to be. I remember when the when New Fifty Two came out. No, like, yeah. we're doing a Hawkman series. It's going to be like the Da Vinci Code. But yeah, but Hawkman. I was like, sign me up. I want to read that. And then that wasn't that at all. Uh, it was not true to their word or their description. Now it's kind of like that. It's like hmm. it's like real. It's real. It's real good fun. And Brian Hitch does the first twelve issues, and so it's just a beautiful nice. piece of comic book comic book art. Even nice. if you're not super big on Hawkman as a character, it's still a great read. Oh, um, right on. I what else did I read? I read. I caught up completely on Tomasi's Peter J. Tomasi's run on Detective Comics, which I was also like two years behind on. Um, I kind of like chose like, am I going to read Batman or Detective Comics? And I chose Just Batman because I, I love Tom, Tom King. King. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went for that. But Tomasi's run is great. We've talked about the, him before. He is like the unsung hero of DC Comics. He's got to be he's got to be one of the most underappreciated uh, writers at DC in the last. I don't know how long. I don't know. But his work is consistently good. No matter what book he's on, it's always good. It's like always on time, and it and he his his characterizations are like on his his characterizations are on point. His Alfred Batman dynamic in Detective Comics was some of the best Alfred Batman stuff that you get. Sassy Alfred, sassy fatherly Alfred, is the best Alfred. I love it. I love mm-hmm. sassy Alfred. I do too. Um. I read the third volume of Batman in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, ah, yes, I'm, yes. I'm a oh, you did tell you, we did mention this on a on a recent episode. You did mention um, that you'd read that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it was. Uh, it's a thing that happens. It's a thing. But I, I I read. You know, okay. it's fine. I, I'm very pretty. It's very pretty. Uh, completely caught up on Justice League Dark, nice. uh, which is also great. I friggin' love Justice League Dark. Um, like a lot of those like offbeat characters, like I. Like I love Man Bat ever since Batman the Animated Series. You know, it's the first first episode. Um, Swamp Thing, Detective Chimp. It's good fun. Nice. Uh, Red Young, all of Young Justice. Because um, I I love Bendis. It's not his strongest outing, but it's good. Yeah. Not his strongest outing, but it's okay. I completely caught up on Amazing Spider Man. 
by Nick Spencer, as I said before. And honestly, it's it's fine. Like, and I love Spider Man, but like, I just it wasn't working for me. Mm. I actually think I like I dropped the book. Now, like, I'm not going to get it anymore. Really? Yeah. Like, it's just like ugh, whatever. Caught up on two years of it, and if you don't like the last two years of it, then like you're probably yeah, good. Then I'm out. Yep, yeah, I'm out. Yeah. Um, I read The Rise of Kylo Ren. Um, by oh, Charles yes, Soule. Said that was yep. great. Yep, that was real. It was good to see like what happens immediately following the destruction of the Jedi Temple. Mm. Um, that was cool. I read Kurt Busiek's book, Batman: Creature of the Night, which is the same, um, same concept as Superman's Secret Identity, which I know you love. Oh, I do love that. Yeah, it's the same idea, but it's Batman. You know, oh. like it's Bruce. You know, Bruce Wayne or whatever his name is, a Wayne. Wainwright in the book, I think it is. Nice. Um, but get this, set in Boston. Ooh. I know. Set in Boston and it's um panel accurate. So like before I knew it was set in Boston, they're like at a like a bunch of brownstones. I'm like, that kind of looks like Starro. Oh, like and it was Starro Drive. And then nice. and then like a day later and then like I'm not a day, like a page later, it was like, oh blah 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 Boston. And I was like, Oh yes, that Nailed means it. you did your job well because <laughs> I recognized that city scape without you even telling me that it was that city. Okay, like that's awesome. great. I am I am I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna get that. Yeah, it's only right three issues, I think. Um so it was good. I might have liked Secret Identity a little more. Okay. Um uh I you know, Secret Identity, for those who don't know, is the, like this guy named Clark Kent, where Superman is a fictional character, but he some, one day wakes up with the powers of Superman and, like, the implications of that in, like, quote, the real world. It's, um, it's so good. Yeah. Yeah, I... The, the, the There was long delays between issues and Creature of the Night, so... Ah, uh, I see. It might, it might read better collectively together, but well, I did, looks I did like enjoy it. Looks like it's four issues, and I am going to yeah. download them. Cool. You had also mentioned, um, like Age of Res- was it Age- Star Wars Age of Resistance. I'm getting there. I'm just going in okay. order of my. Oh, okay, like, okay, fair enough. My good. I'm going more to my Goodreads account. If anybody feels like following, sure, following along on my adventure. Um, I, what's your username there? I'll put the link to your account in the show notes. Oh heavens above! Why do you ask such questions? <laughs> um, like, Unless you don't want me I, to. I mean, I don't have to. No, I'd be more than happy to tell you. I honestly have no idea what my account name is tim <laughs> there are some who call, call me, call me tim. tim i'm looking at hold on friends I'll, I'll on look goodreads it up right I now know. i haven't used goodreads in a year i have no idea what my okay um, that's fine don't worry about it no i'm already i'm getting there oh my god it just tells me my name all right i'll find it later you can put it in the show notes that's yeah. fine uh that's hilarious um i like really had no idea uh gosh um what else have i um i completely caught up on Dan Slott's Fantastic Four run, which is some of it's really fun, some of it's just okay, but I love the Fantastic Four, so I'm going to keep going. Uh, I read Journey to Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker, Allegiance. That was fine, unnecessary. Uh, I read Brian Michael Bendis' Batman Universe, which was the Walmart book. Read it. Yeah? Gotta read it. It's peak bendis oh okay well that and it's really not just batman when they say batman universe he like literally goes throughout the universe and okay, like right on. one episode there's this character another episode the comic there's this character and this character and it, it's 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 more science fictiony than you would think for being a batman book okay um and so but it's it's like good fun like i think at one point like 
like Green Lantern and, and Batman are on Dinosaur Island. Like that tells you pretty much everything you need kind of okay. know about the book. Okay. And Batman's just standing on top of like this mountain with his arms on his like contraposto with his like arms like on his hips and he's like, I love dinosaurs. Uh, <laughs> and, and Al Jordan's like, You do? He's like, Of course, I have a giant T Rex in my cave. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay, that's so, great. Yeah, definitely. Um That's great. I read I read Harleen by Stepan Sajik. Oh. It's a that black label book. It's like a retelling of Harley's origin. Yeah, yeah. Um I wasn't sure when I started it how I'd feel about it. By the end, I was like completely riveted. It was so good because it was really an origin for a lot of DC characters. It wasn't just like a oh, it's Harley and the Joker. It's you know, it's 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 Gordon and it's Two Face and it's and it's Joker and it's Batman and it's all these different combo pieces but it's all told through harley's perspective and it's really pretty nice uh i read joker killer smile by jeff lemire mm-hmm. um which was also very good it was like jeff lemire's take on the joker if the joker was hannibal lecter sure. and the whole point of lecter was to kind of make clarice go crazy if that mm. makes sense mm-hmm. so that was good sure i read martian manhunter identity by steve orlando um which was Good, but not great. I wanted it to be better than it. I think I really wanted it to be better than it was. Um, I read the first two volumes of Conan the Barbarian by Jason Aaron. That was oh wow! Also, just that was also just okay. It got better as it went. I've never read any Conan comics. I honestly wouldn't recommend that as a starting place because uh-huh. if you don't know anything about Conan, it actually might be a little confusing. Okay, um, but if you do like like savage stuff mm. like that, like it could be it could be fun. Um, I read the first two volumes of Doctor Doom, um, which was great. If nice. you love Doctor Doom and politics, it was really great. Um, I did read Star Wars: Age of Resistance. I read the Heroes and Villains books. Um, the Villains one was great. The Heroes one was not. Okay. Well, it was, it was fine. I should say it was fine. It was fine. Like, but you could tell they could only go so far with the heroes, but they were allowed to explore the villains more because the movies don't really explore the villains. Okay. And so there was. So if you were going to read one, I pick villains okay okay um let me see i read the white trees which is which is a three issue mini about like these aged heroes who like are off to like it was like basically if gimli legolas and aragorn teamed up again and they were old and did a thing oh interesting yeah it was it was it was cool it was definitely for adults don't don't give it to your children um I read Money Shot, which is also definitely for adults, which is about a team of scientists who, um, like, they start, like, a alien porn channel to fund their research because huh. it's the only way that they can get to space. Oh. Um, and so they're like, we'll go exploring, but we'll also do the dirty with aliens so we can continue to get money. Wow. And, yeah. Yeah, it was funny. I, I liked it more than I thought I would. It was recommended, okay. and I was like, yeah, I'll give it a, I'll give it a shot. Um but yeah, I kind of enjoyed it. Um, I read Manor Black, which was a, a book about magicians, which was just okay. Mm. And I read um, Sarah by Garth Ennis and Steve Epting, which is about you. But you've seen ads for it. I saw your face. Yeah, it's that a, sounds familiar. It's about fem- Russian female snipers on the front in World War II. Oh, and it was awesome. Okay, it was so good, and it reads so fast. I read it in like an hour maybe an hour and a half. Um, but if you like were into Captain America during the time of like Steve Epting's run on the character uh, with, um, oh gosh, who, 
Who was on that run? I don't remember the hold, artist. Hold on, talk. I have it right in front of me. Steve Epting is the artist. I don't remember. I oh, honestly Brew Baker. Ed Brubaker. Oh, it was um, Brubaker? If if you'd like Ed Brubaker, if you like the Winter Soldier and like that era, yeah. read, read Sarah. That era. It was, okay. It was cool. Okay. Well, um, it was yeah. cool. And that's my list. Yeah. And then of and then of course I read Giant Days. I finished up Giant Days and I read Superman Man of Tomorrow. So twenty yeah. minutes later, Frank. Let's, <laughs> let's, oh let's also uh I, th- I think I, I said Man of Tomorrow. I didn't mean Man of Tomorrow. I meant no. Man of Tomorrow is you meant Up in the Sky. I meant Up in the Sky, the Tom King one. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Let's talk about that one first, since okay. since it's it's right it's right on our it's right on our lips from mine to yours. What did you think? I really liked a lot about this book. I really did. Um, I it, it's the 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 quick summary of the book is that mm-hmm. it's Superman fighting a bunch of different threats, intergalactic threats. Because he's trying to save one girl who was kidnapped and brought to another world, mm-hmm. um, and he's just going through, jumping through all these hoops and fighting all these villains from his rogues gallery and and other threats too, all to save this one girl's life. And it's really a beautiful, it's a beautiful story. I mean, mm-hmm. just on the face of it, because it is Superman going through all this to save one life. Like he just n- n- no. No life is not precious to him. Nothing is, no one is not worth saving. Um, and if he made a promise that he's going to save this, 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 this kid and, and this kid, like Superman is his, is, is her ultimate hero. And he's just like, I am going to find her and save her. And, and, you know, this is, I'm going to do this come hell or high water. And, and he, you know, spoiler alert, he does. Um, but it's really beautifully told, and Tom King has such a great like grasp on the character and like what makes him great, and what you know what drives him and what what motivates him. So I, I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed the book. There were things you know, things I, I didn't like as much, but like overall, I thought it was a really well told Superman story. Yep, I agree. I think that because it's it's really more of like a vignette story, like yes, with it an is. overarching. It's almost like a like a '90s television show where it's like there's an overarching plot over here, but we're gonna give you these episodic pieces yeah. in the middle, reaching to the to the final conclusion. Part of that, I think, is the um, like the the Walmart format where you know, like they wanted people to pick up any issue and and be able to follow along. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yep. Yep. Yeah, the mass market uh, aspect makes it so that yeah, every every issue needs to be self-contained. Um I read it in one sitting, the whole the whole thing. Me too. So mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I did too. Which was a great experience. Mm-hmm. I I I my my part about it is is part of like partly my favorite part about Superman is that it's just a never give up story. Yeah. You know, like I'm going to do everything I can for one person because that's the right thing to do. That's right. And yeah. I and I and you you see it on a galactic scale, um, but it, it it's also very humanizing at the same time. I think the I think the most powerful issue is when Superman's trying to call home just to talk to Lois. Yeah, and he's just like and he just can't get through. Which I thought the hilariousness of like this like like galactic phone booth basically. Yes, yes. And he's just like trying and trying and trying to reach home and and you know and she's not picking up. And so he's imagining all the terrible things that like could have happened to her because. That's what he does, you know. Like he yeah. does worry about her. Like he trusts her, but he worries. And it's not yeah. a lack of trust in Lois. It's more about like the the world in which they live and the things that do happen. It's you know, like when he's gone and like or even when he's there. It's anxiety about what could have happened to her, right? About right. like what what things could have happened, and it, it is like anxiety in the truest 
the truest mm-hmm. sense, I recognized that kind of anxiety of like, oh, what if? I did too, right? You know, I did. It's a, it's a what if, like, oh, like, oh, why didn't you? Like, it's not a like um, clinger kind of anxiety. It's more like a, it's more like I'm in a deep, respectful like relationship. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, totally. You know, like oh, like you always pick up at this time. You know, like the, you right. know. So why what why happened to it? What right? happened? Right. Because you know for. 10 years you've always done this why why in this like this 11th year is it different yes you know that is a that's a a deep relationship anxiety yeah yeah i um i really appreciated that from one issue yes and then on top of that it was like the art andy cooper's art andy cooper's art and and like and he got to draw such fun stuff like he got to draw the superman flash race he got to draw all these cool things you know Mm -hmm. um dark side the muhammad ali fight uh muhammad ali fight yeah yeah um, but even like in that issue with Lois, he like everything that you like any version of like any DC catastrophe you can think of it's all involving there. Lois. It was all it was all there. Um, yeah, I just thought it was really, really pretty book. It's a book that I would definitely even just like sit and flip through. You know what I mean? There were like, just so many like so many splash pages that I was like, wow, that could be like my my phone wallpaper or that one or that one or that one like yeah the art is super beautiful mm-hmm. yeah. yeah some of some of Andy Cooper's best and he's always good he's always great always yeah. but but this was some of this was some of his best I, I I really appreciated it and then what about Giant Days this book I I turned you on to for people who don't know it again it's from Boom Studios and it is um it's about these three it's about these three girls Daisy Esther and Susan and it follows their freshman year in college in Britain to their senior year in college in Britain. And that's it. It's a 50 some odd issues. And it is one of the most delightful, funniest comics I've ever read in my entire life. Yeah. I recommend it to everybody, everybody. It's just, it is a, it's a sitcom, but as a comic book, like, yes, it is just a funny sitcom about these, these three young women going off to co- starting college, becoming friends, and then their their whole college experience all the way through to graduation and all the friendships and relationships that come along with it. But it's hilarious. It is so funny. And the characters are so specific and well defined that you feel like you get to know them just the same way you get to know, you know, Sheldon and Penny or like Lucy and Ricky or like, you know, who those sitcom characters are like, you know, what Lucy would do in a situation and you know what Esther would do in a situation from this book like it's Mm -hmm. it's they're so like they feel so real to me i agree and i think on top of that it's not even just the three girls not even just uh, susan esther and daisy but you also know what every other secondary character would do i love everybody as well defined yes mcgraw McGraw is is, like the ron swanson of this ron swanson he's the ron swanson of this I, i was gonna say like if you enjoy like a parks and rec or 30 rock or like that like um um, uh, Kimmy Schmidt, like that slightly yeah. absurdist comedy, but but in comic book form. Yeah, and like I guess like look no further. It's it's yeah that that's the, yes that's a great comparison. Thirty Rock or or, or Parks and Rec or any of those. Um, absolutely, like it is so it is so funny and so fun and and yet it's the kind of thing where it's funny and you're laughing but then you're there's also like touching moments and like oh no what's going to happen are they going to get the thing that they want you know like what whatever that mm-hmm. thing is even if it's just like asking the whatever the, the date the to the dance the landlord for a new floor or yes a dance, right or, yes. right right yeah yeah um yeah all those sort of, you know 
in the end it's like is it, are they gonna get the careers that they want like all, all those things um become meaningful to you because you're invested in the characters um so it's it's great it is really really fun and it is it is absurdist you're right that is one of the things that i love about it the most um it feels to me like the way i think about a lot of my friends and like the sort of the inside jokes and things that we have and the kind of humor that they have within each other and the way they rib each other kind of reminds me of the sort of playful ribbing that i i do with my friends as well yes i agree they just like just like you said like any sitcom like you know what chandler's gonna say or that Mm. monica's gonna say or that um you know, like you said, Ricky Ricardo, or what Jerry Seinfeld is going to say, or what Kramer is going to say. It's like that. Yeah. That, like, it's so tangible all the time. But you also know what Newman is going to say, and the soup Nazi is going to say. Yeah. And, you know, and it's like that. Like it's they, world building. Every, it's, it's a complete world build, but in a way that you don't have to worry about what cosmic threat is coming upon to impede upon their their lives because their lives are in a lot of ways very real and there is some like weird like you know like daisy's archaeology like don't don't go into so-and-so's tomb and it's oh yeah yeah, vampires in this world i don't know right and like they say they are but like are you joking i I don't even know (laughs) like and that's where i think it's like 30 rock you know like where it's just like the world is not really like this. Yeah, it's it's our world, but like two degrees askew. So like there mm-hmm. could be some things that are, yeah, you're like willing to believe that like, yeah, maybe vampires are real or whatever. Um, but it's very grounded in a lot of ways. And, and I also, as somebody who enjoys like a lot of like English, British culture and things that it, because it is a British book, it takes place in Britain. Um, there are a lot of little you know, just like the the spellings are are that way, but also like they talk about going to get tea and and what and scones right. and things like that. Right, they're going to the pub and they have a cricket team and you know like things like instead of a instead of a softball team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just just like the little little uh, twinges of like authentic culture. I think you know. And and I'll tell you what else. I actually have I have learned one valuable, useful tip, um, real life life hack from this book. Um, because at one point McGraw, um, who's like the Ron Swanson character, says something uh, to to someone about they were having a trouble. He he's he's like uh, he's truly like a Ron Swanson where he like does woodworking and like builds things with his hands. And um, at one point, someone comes to him needing to like fix their their lock or whatever, and he says, "Oh well, if you take a pencil and rub it on the key, the graphite will will uh, lubricate it." And you can actually, it'll like, if, if your key doesn't quite fit your lock, um, rub a pencil on it and it'll, it'll fit. And Dan, I tried it and it worked and I fixed a lock that wasn't working by what? rubbing the graphite on the key and the little like crumbs, uh, the dust of graphite lubricates the lock enough that a key that didn't quite fit the lock anymore worked again. Wow. That's so cool. So real life life hack that I, I read it and I was like, oh, I do have that lock that's not working and I fixed it. It worked. I freaking love that. So thank That's, you, McGraw. Yeah, thank you, McGraw. Thank you. Um, th- this is a book that I would like to revisit. You know, there are some comics that you just like, you read and you're like, cool, that was, I read it, the end. You know, just like a, a lot of movies. You know, you see a movie and you're like, I don't need to see that again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some you're going to go back to. And I, this is definitely a series that I will go back to one day. It's almost yep. like you, you got to flip on the sitcom. To, you got to flip on The Office to feel a little bit better about your day. Maybe you got to read some giant days to feel a little bit better about your day. Agreed, and it, and I will say it's also really good for binging. Like if you want to read like five issues, ten issues at a time, it's it's great for that because it's mm-hmm. so 
it's just so fun. And for me, anyway, I get into a zone where I'm like, I want more, I want more. And I'm sad that it's over now. Um, so the full series is is uh, 54 issues uh, plus a couple of, of specials. Um, and I guess they did do a special since the the regular run ended. Yes, they did. It's like a one year later jump. Like, where yeah, everybody yeah. Is did you re- you didn't read that one yet? I did. I did. Yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I guess they're. I don't know. I got anything. the sense that maybe they're gonna do. I don't know if they're gonna do more of those. I don't know. It'd be cool if they did like once a year, sort of checking in with with them where they are. Um, but it's yeah, it's like fifty five, fifty six issues when you've all, all in. Um, and it's just such a light. So um. I, I would highly recommend it for just about anybody listening to this, uh, really. I think anybody can find something to relate to in this in this book. But it was a great recommendation from you, so thank you for that. I, I immensely, immensely enjoyed it. I did as well. Well, you're you're very welcome. And, uh, Frank, I think this actually takes us to the end of the episode. I think so. Which is, which is very exciting. Um, where can all the people find us and stuff? BeerWithGeeks.com is the most logical place. Uh, you could email us at BeerWithGeeks at gmail.com. You could tweet at us at BeerWithGeeks. Uh, you could, of course, find the the whole network at ThoughtBubbleAudio.com. Um, and that's where this show and many other shows uh, are also available for your listening pleasure. Um, if if you've got a couple bucks to spare, um, these are obviously trying times, so not everyone does. But if you do, you want to throw a dollar uh, or two our way, a dollar a month goes a long way to help us keep the lights on. So uh, you can do that at patreon.com slash thought bubble audio. Or um, if you don't have a, a buck or two uh, to spare right now, uh, you could head on over to Apple podcasts or Stitcher or Spotify or uh, overcast anywhere you find your podcast and leave us a rating or review um, in, uh, in your podcast app of choice, because that, that helps us a lot and helps get discovered. So um, if that's something you can do to, to, to help us, if you enjoy the show and, and want to, um, give us a little bit of support that's a great way to do it uh, an apple podcast review um is uh, is worth its weight in gold so uh thank you all for listening we love you all and we want to hear what you've been doing uh while you're in quarantine what have you been reading what have you been watching we'd love to hear from you uh at beer with geeks on twitter or beer with geeks at gmail.com um that'd be awesome yeah man yeah well frank uh this has been lovely and i'm gonna um toast you uh, all right and say Cheers. Cheers.